Good evening. And I just want to <clears throat> start this evening by thank you for watching. And I want to thank you for um, being understanding uh, over the last two nights. Um, I have uh, been in much prayer over the book of Ruth and I have been trying to allow the Lord to deal with some things in my life and just to really get this study really focused. And I have always wanted the privilege to walk through the book of Ruth like this. And so I'm thankful that the Lord gave us this opportunity. And the title of this book that we're going to be studying, uh, I've titled this kind of series as from ruin to redemption. And uh, I think most of us can think about ruins, uh, cities that used to be great, but are now uh, just bits and pieces of their form self. And then how sometimes governments will restore them and from ruin to redemption. And um, the setting of this book is uh, during the time of the judges, which we just studied, and it's a love story. It's a redemption story. It's a truly a, a beautiful book in the middle of a mess. If you remember how the book of Judges finished, it said, in those days there was no king in Israel. Everyone did what was right in his own eyes. And so the wickedness of the judges was going on. And then in this passage, we see this Cinderella story a girl from the wrong side of the tracks meets the most eligible bachelor. Now, if you know, I love to listen to Adrian Rogers, and he made these two statements about this book. He said, a group of college girls were praying one day. They were praying for pure hearts, clean hearts, and sweet hearts. And all the girls said, Amen. And uh, that's just a joke, but this idea of a love story, a Cinderella story, is something that I think all of us who are married happily understand. I think it is something that uh, people grow up wanting to find that person that God wants them to be with. But tonight I want to start this series off um, talking about the choices that we make the choices that we make. And we know this book is a picture of how Jesus loves us, his church. But I want to walk through this tonight with you and over the next few weeks because I want you just to see how special God's love for you is, but also how serious the choices that we make are in God's purposes and plans. And so write this quote down. You are free to choose. You are not free not to choose. You're not free to choose the consequences of your choice. You see, friends, the Bible teaches us that you are free to choose to love God or to reject God, to love people or to hate people, to forgive people or unforgiveness. Deuteronomy 30 verse 19 says it like this. I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, 
choose life that both you and your descendants may live. Tonight, God wants you to choose life. He wants you to choose life for your family. He wants you to choose life over death in regards to salvation. He wants you to choose life uh, in your marriage. That's a choice God gives you. But there is no middle ground. You see, Matthew 12, verse 30 says it like this. And then we're going to jump right in. It says, He who is not with me is against me. And he who does not gather with me scatters abroad. So you can't be neutral when it comes to Jesus. You can't be neutral in your relationship with other people. You're either with God or against Him. You're either building the church or tearing it down. You're either being a faithful friend or you're not being a faithful friend. But tonight, the choice is yours. The choice is mine. And so let's just jump right into the book of Ruth, chapter 1. Now it came to pass in the days when the judges ruled that there was a famine in the land. And a certain man of Bethlehem, Judah, went to dwell in the country of Moab, he and his wife and his two sons. The name of the man was Elimelech. The name of his wife was Naomi. And the name of his two sons were Mahon and Chilion, Ephratites of Bethlehem, Judah, and then went to the country of Moab and remained there. Then Elimelech, Naomi's husband, died, and she was left and her two sons. Now they took wives of the women of Moab. The name of one was Orpha, and the name of the other was Ruth. And they dwelt there about ten years. Then both Malon and Chilion also died, so the women survived her two sons and her husband. So what happens is there's a time of famine in the land of Israel. And I want to talk to you tonight because I want to show you that why you make the choices that you make are very important. You see, during this famine, this man did not trust that God could provide for his family. And so he looked in the land of Moab, which was the enemy of Israel. It was pagan. It was heathen. It was a land that God told the Israelites was, was wicked. And he says, I need physical food, so I'm going to go over there. And friends, when we make decisions based on our physical needs, our emotional needs, our financial needs, and not our spiritual needs, we put ourselves in great danger. You see, I hear people say all the time, I'm going to move here for a job. I'm going to move here for a job. And I hope we can find a church when they get there. What people ought to say is, I'm going to move to the close to where a good church is, and then I'll find a job. You see, spiritual needs, spiritual choices should be why we do what we do. And that's why the Bible says, choose life today. Choose life in regards to Jesus. Choose life in regards to your marriage. You see, the statement I made earlier about we are free to choose. I do not believe God made us like robots. I do not believe in fatalism. I believe that God is in control of all things, but yet He gives you and I the responsibility to choose. And so we can make a choice. 
we are not free to choose the consequences of our choice. If you were to go to the highest bridge in this country and make the choice to jump off, after you started to fall, the choice is no longer yours. You can't do anything about it once you're in the air. And that's how it is in your relationship with the Lord and my relationship with the Lord. We make choices, but the consequences of those choices are then usually out of our hands. And so as a husband, I make a commitment as a husband and a pastor that unless you are my grandmother's age or very close to that, I do not meet with females alone. And so it's a choice that I have made as a pastor, as a husband, to never put myself in a situation where I could be led to do something that I shouldn't. It's one choice that I have made that affects many other decisions that I make. You see, you can go buy a new car and pick whatever color you want, what type you want, what tires you want. There are a lot of little choices, but big choices put your life, your marriage, your children, your church on a track or a path to either succeed or to ruin. You see, what caused was started as a little trip, if you saw here. He was just going to go. He ended up meaning 10 years. He stayed longer than he wanted to stay, and it cost him greatly. He died, and his two children died. You see, sometimes our consequences of our choices are deadly. But even in the middle of this heartbreak, in these first few verses, God did something amazing. God gave him a daughter-in-law by the name of Ruth. And even though I do not believe this man should have made a choice to go to Moab, to the people that God cursed, to the land that God cursed, even though he chose wrong, God gave him a blessing. And tonight I want to leave you with that. Because if you're like me, and I know we're running out of time, I regret so many decisions that I've made. So many times when I've lost my temper. So many times when I hurt people. So many times when I didn't forgive. So many times when I wish I would have changed things. But even in those moments of failure, even in those moments of discouragement, even in those moments when I look back and have to regret the things that I've done, God still could work in those. And so tonight, if you're here saying, I've not been a very good husband, I've not been a very good parent, I've not been a very good friend, I've not been a very good follower of Jesus, remember, God will not waste your pain. God doesn't waste your mistakes. God doesn't waste your heartache. And even though it's not ideal, even though they were decisions you shouldn't make, God will work out of those. Sometimes those years of hanging out in the tavern, God built relationships with people that one day you might get to lead them to the Lord. That broken relationship that you had in your past might be an opportunity for you to teach your children and grandchildren the caution of who you marry. And so remember that God works even in the midst of our brokenness and in our mistakes. And so tonight, remember, you are free to choose, but you are not always free.
from the consequences you choose. And we are not free not to choose. You have to make a choice. And what God says is, if you choose not to accept Him, you've already made your choice. If you choose not to do anything with God, you've already made your choice. And so today, my challenge to you from Deuteronomy 30 is choose life. Choose life for your family. Choose life for your marriage. Choose life over death in regards to salvation. Choose life in forgiveness. And remember that as we work through this wonderful book of Ruth, it was set in the most wicked of times, but yet God produced an amazing love story that depicts Him and His love for us. So as always, I pray that God will bless you, that you will uh, dig in and commit to watching these, and I pray that they will be an extreme blessing to you. And as always, may God richly bless you as you follow Him.